0: Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelly Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. First of all, happy Easter! I hope your day is full of family, faith, And, of course, chocolate. I hope your bunny is solid. And second, uh, we've got a room full of people in studio, which means you're going to hear some pretty interesting things today about Lamar University and all the things going on there. I've got Eric Stromberg, Executive Director of the Center for Port Management at Lamar University. Port management, you say? Yes, very interesting. Lamar has degrees, certifications, and conducts research related to managing ports of the Waterways variety. We're going to talk with him. Also in studio, Rick Condit, Associate Professor of Music, who is going to talk to us about a brand new event this year at Lamar University, the Jimmy Simmons Jazz Festival. And we have Troy Gray with the Spindletop Gladys City Boomtown Museum to talk about Gladys City Live, as well as a new association that has formed and evolved out of the museum. Resident blacksmith at Gladys City, Rob Fleury, is going to fill us in on that. So we want to get right to it because we've got so many guests. Eric, I want to start with you. Uh, Lamar University is teaching people, not just in Southeast Texas, but all over the world. I'm, I'm finding this out um, just recently. Uh, port management skills. And, and why Lamar University and, and, why, and why now?
1: Well, it needs to go to the, the leader of Lamar University, uh, President Kenneth Evans, who, when he came to southeast Texas, looked around and saw the dynamic activities that were going on in and around the Sabine Nature's Waterway and began asking, um, is there an advanced education degree program for the folks that are running these Im- immensely complex and important facilities? And the answer was no.
0: Yeah. It sounds like a sensible uh, question that an educator would, would ask, you know, walk in and say, how, how do you people learn to do this?
1: <laughs> right. Right. So yeah. what, what was interesting is that as he was asking these questions, he was also asking the same questions that we've been asking on a national basis. I read Really? The Trade Association and we, you know, continue to strive for greater public awareness, but also professionalism in port management.
0: So this was a void kind of all over the nation.
1: Yes, it was.
0: Very interesting. So we've put together a program at Lamar.
1: Yes. So I came down three years ago, coming three years ago uh, next month um, to get the program up and running. They, they'd gotten uh, uh, a rough curriculum together uh, with the support of the, the community, and I expanded that nationally. Uh, it's a fully online program, so we are able to take advantage of industry experts wherever they sit throughout the U.S. and the world, as well as accessing working professionals wherever they happen to be.
0: And do we have folks all over the world taking the program? We doing the pretty much
1: lo- do. I mean, we, we got started a year ago, so we're now in our second full year. Got it. We've had a, do- a dozen accepted, and that's about where I figure 12 to 15 a year. Uh, These working professionals. uh, It's a very important industry, but it's it's not a hugely populated industry. Right,
0: right. There's only so many ports. Right. There's only
1: so many ports, Mm -hmm. but they. uh, um, Part of our so part of our uh, our mission is 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 education. That's probably the main part of it. But we also, as you mentioned, uh, research activity, industry relevant research activities, which accrues benefits to uh, to. Southeast Texas, as well community. as the state uh, industry workshops, bringing in uh, timely issues such as cybersecurity and. Well,
0: that's a huge one, I would think.
1: Yeah, that's a huge one, and resilience of our system, our transportation. Now,
0: networks. the resiliency is something uh, very interesting and um, such an important topic here in Southeast Texas as it relates to our port and to our entire community, um, because we've got to figure out how we're going to we're going to make it through these storms and continue to operate. Is that what this is really about?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a big piece. It's one of our major focus areas. In fact, from here, I'm going to. Uh, uh, well, we continue to to work on uh, awareness. Uh, it's it's gotten widespread support. I'm working very closely with the Southeast Texas Waterway Advisory Council, which is really all the stakeholders and users of the Sabine Nature's. So we're just we're we're looking to identify critical assets and processes, the vulnerabilities and dependencies, and design projects that can uh, mitigate against. Uh, uh, future storm events, but really all hazards as well.
0: Well, that's that brings up an interesting point. I heard you speak yesterday to the uh, Golden Triangle uh, Roundtable group, and um, your message was really a message of collaboration and looking for partnerships in the area. So Lamar University is not only teaching this port management and the certifications and the workshops and things like that, but looking to collaborate with the community to find out what the community needs um, to, su- to supply a, a valuable workforce we,
1: we, we are, we're we dead in the water as it were um, without industry input so our research our workshops our curriculum is dependent on industry needs we start out with uh, national recognition by the American Association of Port Authorities with which we have a, a memorandum of understanding uh, they have a professional certification program and for those who Go through that professional certification we 're able to grant uh, credits towards their twelve course master 's degree program. but here locally, um, uh, industry collaboration as well as uh, collaboration with the two years uh, lit and the and the Lamars at Orange and Port Arthur, um, especially in the area of work, workforce development. Uh, uh, i 'll highlight Charde and the work that she 's done in making at the port of uh, beaumont it, mm-hmm. it, if, at the Port of beaumont. Uh, we did a workshop on workforce development and it was interesting because one of the um, one of the key concerns is that the folks around here as at, as you you might be surprised but are n- not aware of the incredible vitality and importance. Of the waterway and the job opportunities, the career opportunities that are attendant to the manifold jobs—from uh, from welders to um, to ship captains to port directors to IT specialists—you uh, can. It, it really covers the gamut.
0: Wow. And so I, I'm, I'm assuming someone out there listening is going to want to get involved, is going to want to find out, or has input and would like to um, – they're in industry and, and they want to They want to get in touch with you. What's the best way to access the port management program or to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, go to our website, for starters, lamar.edu slash port management, and, and take it from there. Um, Perfect. Give me a call. Give Candace Moore a call, my admin, and we'll be happy to uh, – to accept or direct. Uh.
0: Perfect. Well, and I know you're building an e-textbook, too, so we look forward to that. And when you get that online, we'll probably have you back in and we'll discuss it.
1: Oh, Lord, yes. Okay. It's a big project. <laughs> it's a big project.
0: Yeah. And soon to be published in the uh, Plants, Pipelines, and Ports, uh, Port Arthur News is putting together. And Eric is writing an op-ed, so watch out for that. Eric, thank you so much. Uh, so much going on with that program. We might mention that we have a graduate who is running the Panama Canal, correct? Correct. Uh,
1: Jorge Quijano came yeah. through Lamar University, and he's administrator of the Panama Panama Canal, and I would be remiss not to mention Larry Kelly, the port director, the executive director of the Port of Port Arthur, who will be our first graduate student.
0: Fabulous. Love it. Thank you so much, Eric. You bring so much to the community and to Lamar University, and we appreciate your time today. Okay, Rick, that brings me to you. I am uh, really excited. It makes a lot of sense that uh, Lamar University would host the Jimmy Simmons Jazz Festival, right?
2: (laughs) Well, yes, uh Jimmy as you know was the president of Lamar for a number of years and also is an active uh jazz musician and saxophonist and began his career at Lamar in the music department so he's still very supportive of uh everything that we do there and we really might, we really appreciate his his help.
0: Well, I think people just, when they hear that Jimmy Simmons is going to play his saxophone, people just flock to whatever event it is. I mean, we just we just love seeing Jimmy Simmons play his saxophone and other things. I mean, he, he's not just a saxophone player.
2: Right. Clarinet, piano. Yeah, he plays a number of instruments. Yeah. Um, but this is an all-day event, uh, Shelley, and it's it, and it's open to the public, everything. It begins at 10 o'clock in the morning. We've got, we're going to actually have 12 uh, public school groups performing throughout the That's day. That's great. Um, beginning at 10 a.m. And then in the evening, uh, we'll have the gala concert, if you will, um, featuring the Cardinal Jazz Orchestra, Lamar Cardinal Jazz Orchestra, followed by our special guests. Um, The Houston Jazz Orchestra, which is an all-professional big band from Houston, the best best musicians in Houston, trust me. And they will be acting as our adjudicators uh, throughout the Ah, day, too. So each group will perform for 30 minutes. And then they'll go into separate rooms with the same panel of judges that heard them perform for uh, separate clinics. So, for example, all the saxophones will go in one room with a a saxophone professional and all the trumpets in another room, etc so uh it's a real opportunity for education it's really an educational exchange is what we're what we're so about.
0: we're entertaining the community we're educating young people and uh it's just kind of a win-win now can people who are coming to the event can they uh, go in and out um is it a um you come you sit down and you stay for the entire thing how does that work
2: no it's, well, good question thank you uh they can come and go as they like throughout the day, uh, especially if there's a school that they're familiar with or it's part of their community. I'd like to just give you a little quick We'd list love it. of some of the schools please that will be there. Please do uh, Central Middle School from the Beaumont uh, School District, uh, Cedar Bayou Junior High and Sterling High School, which are from both from Baytown, uh, Port Natchez, uh, Groves High School, uh, Angelina College from up in Lufkin, silsby High School, Little Cypress, Mauriceville from Orange. Uh, Vider High School, Niederland High School, and Barbers Hill High School, which is, uh, you know, down uh, in the Baytown area as well. And here's a real fun uh, little side note that most of the directors of these bands are Lamar grads. And so it's a chance for them to bring their students back to Lamar and uh, show, it show off. them around show, yeah. show off lamar for well that makes students. sense
0: because we have such a wonderful uh, music department and so probably most of the band directors and the <laughs> uh, music teachers in the area are lamar grads right well,
2: many of them are and we're very yeah. proud of them and the work yeah. that they're doing so we're we're happy That's for exciting. them to, to provide we're happy to provide an opportunity for their bands to be heard uh, and have some expert uh comments and, and and support
0: sure so I, I i'm just curious did you just put a call out we're going to do this festival and we you know you just invited a whole bunch of um area uh schools or did you get in touch and know the the alumni at these different schools i'm, I'm just curious well
2: since this is an inaugural event we, yes we did i did specifically target some of those uh alumni we only wanted to uh, felt like for the first year it would be a one-day event would be probably the best way to start uh, because there are many other events like of this kind in the in the region okay uh, so i did reach out specifically to lamar grads knowing that they would uh, probably, probably be very excited about it and and want to be able, want to bring their bands
0: oh it sounds like a lot of fun and so it starts in the morning and then it goes through the evening now jimmy simmons i'm assuming he's going to come and play
2: he is going to play actually a feature uh, piece with the houston jazz orchestra got it and he'll uh be emceeing part of the concert in the evening as well because we'll we'll be giving out uh individual talent citations uh, through, uh, for some of the students that have performed during the day and also um, you know, outstanding performance plaques to, to the bands that participated as well. So yes, he'll, he'll definitely be around. For folks to visit with,
0: perfect. And the cost of this event?
2: It's everything is open and free to the public, and it all occurs in the uh, Lamar University Theater.
0: Perfect. Yeah. Which is which is right there off MLK, easy to find. And the evening concert begins
2: at seven thirty, by the way. So, okay. And uh, many of the student groups will be will be staying, so uh, folks want to come for the evening, the highlight of the whole day. I would uh, advise them to try to come a little bit early.
0: Perfect. What a great event! I, I can see this thing growing, and uh, I applaud you for. For organizing it and bringing all these uh, folks into Southeast Texas to see Lamar and to um, experience um, the, the educational opportunity. We're looking forward yeah. to it. It's great. Thanks, Rick. Appreciate you you being here and telling us about that. And hope the community will come out and support these young people, these young musicians, and all their talents. All right, I I've got Rob and I got Troy. Gladys City is a wonderful uh, museum, and if you've never been, it's just um, it's it's kind of where Beaumont all started, isn't it? It
3: it is. uh, Really put uh, Beaumont on the map. Really, if you need to, uh, if you want to understand Beaumont, you come to uh, Spindletop and you really understand a lot where... um, where Beaumont grew and how they are today
0: well uh Gladys City Live I know that we had it scheduled for uh two weeks ago a week ago something like Mm -hmm. that and because of the possibility of bad weather you postponed it which was very wise um and so it's going to be May 4th tell us about that event and who comes who should come
3: so Gladys City Live the uh, reason why we have it is really to put people back and see an active city uh, f- like it would have been in 1901. You know, Beaumont grew from 9,000 to 50,000 people almost overnight. <laughs> so amazing. it's hard to see that on a regular day, on the average day at Gladys City. So we wanted to put actors and actresses in the buildings. And not only that, but visitors will be able to uh, it will be free admission, but if they give us a donation, they'll get 1901 money to spend in the buildings so mm-hmm. they can go into the saloon and get a real beer or go into the doctor's office and get ice cream um one of the things this year that's kind of fun is i wrote um hawaii actually um because we have a sign in our general store about lion coffee and lion coffee used to be in toledo ohio but now it's owned by the hawaii coffee company really? and they sent some free samples for us so people can buy lion coffee along with Tech soy as well
0: Well, that is very exciting. Yeah, Text Joy, we got to have that in there for sure. (laughs) That's home. That's, uh, you know, made here at home, so that's good stuff. Uh, That event runs what time, May 4th? It'll be
3: 10 to 2, and we will do our gushers both at uh, 12 noon and at 2. And yeah, it's just a come and go event. It's really fun going to be a lot of family
0: fun. Family event, yeah. and if you've never been to Gladys City, it's a great day to go. But even if you have been, it's a really different experience because you've got all of the interaction.
3: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, you can take pictures with our characters. Um, you can get penis out of a raccoon. That's uh, always a lot of fun. Uh, Say many that people again. People don't realize what was that. that? <laughs> <laughs> But uh yeah, it's uh but yeah, it's gonna be a really fun day for everyone that comes and um see our gusher of what it would like be like out uh back then.
0: And will Rob be there? Rob are you gonna be at Gladys? Rob City? is
3: gonna be there. I
4: will be
0: there. Well good, but you're gonna be doing your thing. Tell us what is your thing, Rob.
4: Well, my thing is blacksmithing. Um I'm a particular type of blacksmith called a bladesmith. I make knives, axes, that sort of thing. How did you Uh, get
0: into doing that?
4: I got really interested in uh, King Arthur when I was a a little, little boy and uh, later on found out that the swords all those guys had were made by blacksmiths.
0: Wow! So just a passion that you kind of carried with you into adulthood and, right. and and started doing it. And who taught you? Because it's not. I mean, it's not a lot. A lot of people in this practice now, right? I mean, it's kind no, of no.
4: And when a, I was uh, when I was younger, there was no one in my hometown, so I was taught by the public library system and a lot of trial and error. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I love it. And so do you make those items for yourself? Do you sell them? I mean, what's the, what's the what's the end game? I Rob? actually
4: do both, but uh, primarily on this is my living now, so I make them to sell. And uh, also, I teach classes in blacksmithing and bladesmithing.
0: Okay, and you do you teach them out there at Gladys City?
4: I do. I teach them out at the museum.
0: Who um, do you who do you teach? Who takes classes?
4: We just finished a, a children's class with kids from uh, nine years old to fifteen, and I've taught uh, every everybody from that age to people in their eighties
0: that want to learn how to do this. That
4: just want to learn. Yeah.
0: I would think children. I mean, I'm thinking hot, fire, pointy things. I mean, you've really got to be
4: um, hands-on, on top of on Yeah, yeah on you've got to be on top of it. Uh, <laughs> we, we had a almost burn this last weekend. <laughs> I,
0: I'm just, you know, as but a mom, I'm thinking, it. oh, I don't know. <laughs> Well, it's very, very interesting, and you started an association. We have enough people in this area interested that there's now an association. Talk to us about that and the purpose of that group.
4: We had a blacksmiths association here in the late 80s, uh, all the way up through the 90s and early 2000s, but over the years, people moved away, a few of our blacksmiths went on. But I felt like it was time to start it back up again. So after having taught over 300 students in the last six years, uh, I think we've got a big enough base of people to come in and and do it again. So we're going to give it a shot.
0: Fabulous. Okay. So how can people get in touch and get involved in this organization or learn more?
4: They can get in touch with me through my uh Facebook page Rob which Flurry. Well, it's uh Fleur de forge actually. You better spell that. F L E U R D E L I S. Okay. And could
0: they could they Google you probably? They could because they I've can. seen a lot. They can of, Google yeah, me and get,
4: get in contact with me uh on mm-hmm. Facebook on instagram and uh, also they can get in in contact with me through the museum's facebook page
0: perfect perfect okay um troy how do people need to buy tickets in advance for gladys city live
3: no they can just come and like i said it's a free admission so uh if they want 1901 money just come with a donation and Yeah, Uh, Get the money and drink the root
0: beer and have some coffee and have a a great time. I love it. Um, Located on the Lamar University campus. Lamar
3: University campus right on Cardinal Drive. So very easy to find.
0: Very good. All right. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate you guys being here. Rob, Troy, Eric, and Rick. Um, Thanks for listening to the LU Moment. And uh, I'm Shelly Vitanza, your host. We will see you next week. Happy Easter.